Hello, grab your favourite drink, get in your comfy slippers and take your seat in your comfiest chair because this is Table Conversation and I am Craig Story. So how are you? I hope you've had a good week and powering on through as best you possibly can. Well, last week's episode, It's a Sin, really got you talking, didn't it? And I've had some lovely messages this last week of people sharing their experiences of that time back in the 80s. I had a message from Elaine, who's in Australia, and she was a nurse in a city hospital at that time. And she said she used to break the rules to allow people's partners to come to come and visit them whenever she could. Also had a really interesting message from one of my friends, Tracy, And she'd got a leaflet she was given in 1987, so 30 odd years ago. And it was really interesting. She sent me the screenshots of all of the the pages of the leaflet and how they didn't know that information at that time. And we kind of just accept it as a given now, some of the information that was shared there. And because that's what medical science has shown us. So that was really interesting to read. And Tracy's a self-confessed history hoarder. So I'm hoping at some point there might be other stuff that she sends over that's of interest. But I did find it really fascinating. Also had a conversation with a man um, in his 60s who lived through the 80s and lost some friends. And Again, that was really an interesting perspective to have a a chat with about um, what it was like to to live through those times and and really be at the centre of it all and seeing people that you know and love pass away. So yeah, it's a sin. If you haven't watched it, you really have got to now. It's there for you to watch and so many of you already got in touch about that. Well, it's Valentine's weekend. I'm not sure what you're up to, even if you do have a Valentine. I'm sure you'll be getting inventive about how you're going to celebrate it however you can in lockdown. I do know someone who will be celebrating. In fact, my guest at the table this week will be sharing her plans with us. In the past year, Leanne has changed her job role. She's gone from office to working at home. She's bought a new house and she's managed to find love in lockdown. And I'll let her tell you all about it. Hello Leanne, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very good, thank you. Do you know what, it's so lovely to see your oh. face, it's been so long since I've seen you in reality. I know, it's been a real, really long time, it's really good to, to see you and you're so big on the screen that I've got, so it's like you're actually here <laughs> with me. <laughs> I'm not sure whether that's a good thing, like being on, on a widescreen, but <laughs> I'm pleased I'm, I'm there with you. So how are things for you at the moment? How How's life in lockdown? Not too bad actually. Um... I find with this lockdown feeling a lot more tired for some reason. I think it's the weather. Mm -hmm. We're in winter time. That doesn't help. But overall, lockdown for me has felt not too strange, Um, more so because I've been really lucky to be working throughout the whole lockdown. Yes, you've had quite a busy time. And the reason we... We, uh, when we got in touch about you coming and having a chat around the table, like you're one of the only people or one of the few people that I know that you've had a total like life transformation <laughs> in lockdown that we're going to talk through. Um, but yeah, so I guess being busy is making you tired as well. And like you said, the winter, the winter nights. My my mum was saying to me the other day, she's watching on her iPhone app and she's saying every day it's like getting two minutes lighter. Oh. <laughs> she's just living in the the lighter. <laughs> lighter nights and getting out of this yeah I'm darkness. definitely someone who needs the sunshine as we all do but I, I do feel a lot more lethargic in the winter the dark mornings it getting darker mm. earlier I just want the sunshine back um 
I found yeah. it was easier to deal with lockdown when you could go out and it was warm and and things like that. But in this weather, you you have to really get some motivation to go for a walk or run outside or what have you. Definitely, yeah, it's hard enough as it is, yeah. isn't it? So, what about you? You said you've been busy working. Has work life changed for you since we've gone into lockdown in terms of where you're working and what you're doing? Well, yeah, quite a lot. I mean, I work for an airline, so wow. you know yeah. that travel industry has been hugely impacted by covid um feeling very grateful to still be within a job to be honest um Mm -hmm. but the biggest adjustment has been to work from home so i do a lot of the work behind the scenes groundwork rather than fly um yeah so that's been the biggest adjustment is is working from home and doing things a lot more remotely rather than being physically with people or in an office or traveling around to different airports and things so it hasn't it, yeah, it was, it's been difficult to, to adjust, but I feel used to it now. Um, mm-hmm. I feel a bit more used to it because I've got a, a, a nice workspace that I've made for myself because I've just moved house, um, which yeah. is crazy. Um, but beforehand, workspace was, was quite limited. Um, so I found it difficult to switch off because the yeah. computer or your laptop would be there at home all the time. You, you'd find it hard to switch off because you could see it there and you might just want to have a cheeky look at an email or something Mm -hmm. like that but I've really had to train myself to when I log off I've logged off so otherwise you don't relax ever I think that's really important to have that discipline isn't it to make sure that you are switching off and having a zone in your house is probably the the easiest way of doing it isn't it yeah and and I'm lucky enough now to be able to have a separate room to work in um beforehand I was living in a flat before I moved to where I am now um a one bedroom flat and that was really difficult um you know having to have a workstation like where you eat and you know just next to where you sleep for example so I found it hard to switch off or just have that room and that time to myself without feeling like work was around me all the time um so now I can close the door on it a little bit that's a huge adjustment. Anything else that you're sort of throwing up to you in terms of challenges when, you, when you're working remotely? Because the nature of an airline business is, is very social, isn't it? And very interactive with people. Yeah. It's all about people. Yeah, my job is all about people. It's looking after people, the welfare of all our people. Um, so to manage people remotely is very difficult particularly people that you've not met um because I took on a new role beginning of last year now can't believe how quick the year has gone where are we (laughs) um and it's involved taking on more people to look after so it and it's not just from my side getting to know people just through email through the telephone through teams like you know video conferencing but the other side as well, it's them getting to know me and, and finding different ways of mm-hmm. doing that without physically being with somebody. I feel probably a lot of people feel the same way when they're interacting with their colleagues. It's completely different to what we're used to and having to go completely digital in a lot of areas. It's been hard mm-hmm. to adjust. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to explain, actually, because to some degree, I, I to, for a while, I didn't like it. But then mm-hmm. my perception of it changed and I've ended up enjoying some of the homework more so because you find new ways of working ways that are more efficient when you do things a bit more virtually and it's kind of accelerated a few things that I do um, and made me just learn different ways of doing things rather than you know writing things on a piece of paper I will type as I'm you know doing something and so the work's already done rather than me retyping two hours mm-hmm. later or something like that as a small example yeah it's amazing how adaptable we are isn't it and how we we adapt to huge changes yeah and I think I'm lucky enough to be one of those people that will 
adapt to to change um not easily because change is never easy but you know you know equally there are a lot of people and situations where you do find it hard to adapt um and with this whole covid lockdown situation people's everybody's circumstances are so different um so people have had to adapt in different ways i mean parents now homeschooling i mean hats off to (laughs) hats off to them my 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 sister's got two kids and um you know i ring her on a regular basis i'm like you're right she's like i can hear the kids in the background she's like help me (laughs) (laughs) have you have you volunteered to be a supply or you you can't can you i was going to say you could at the moment we can't do that but you leanne needs to be a supply teacher when when she can yeah and and it's so sad because just before this lockdown the kids were so excited that auntie leanne had a new house and I promised them Mm. sleepovers and things like that you know to take you know help my sister out and and her husband and then lockdown three or what what we in for my area was in tier four was one of the first tier four areas just before Christmas um and it was just heartbreaking and even though I'm a single household my you know my sister's bubbled up with with our mum um to support the children so that's been difficult to not really see them and that's that's the thing we're all missing isn't it it's it's the closest people to us and it's so difficult but just back to what you were saying about being adaptable and you said you were one of the lucky people that has what I would argue with you that that's your mindset and how you approach things it's it's nothing to do with luck I think that's you you've worked that out for yourself haven't you yeah I have and and I've had to make myself that way to kind of let go Mm. of control you know I've listened to previous podcasts of yours and I really resonate with some of them in terms of you know feeling worried about things or things that you do you were talking about your morning rituals that you do um (laughs) you know and and things that you do to ease your mind and I've had to adapt and do similar things um I've actually taken up yoga and wow how are you going with that I absolutely love it um I only started it back in November Mm -hmm. um you know just thought I'd give it a try because in November Mm -hmm. I hadn't moved to my new house yet I was really stressed really anxious as I think moving home as everyone says is the most stressful thing you would do but I was in a position where I wasn't actually living anywhere because I'd sold my previous flat and was living with friends in the meantime uh, so, so, so you know it had to adapt through that and just had this overwhelming anxiety and worry and consumed by what if it all goes wrong and you know what if I don't move into the house what will I do just thinking worst case scenario constantly it's funny how our heads go to that isn't it like what if it goes wrong we don't ever go to or what if it all works out brilliantly and what if it all do? we don't though no, do we it's just no a... my mind will always go to the worst case scenario and that's just a bit of anxiety that creeps in that I think you mm-hmm. know a lot of people will probably feel right now um so I, yeah. I felt like I had to try something different to help me and a friend of mine said have you tried yoga it's meant to really zen you out and I said oh you know I've seen yoga it doesn't seem like a bit of me really and I thought I'll give it a try and you know I found a lady on YouTube who seemed you know she seemed okay and I thought oh she, it doesn't look like she's going to do anything too strenuous and yoga is quite spiritual it tells you how to control your breathing um which is another podcast of yours which funnily enough the other day we did box breathing in one of my (laughs) yoga sessions yeah Yeah. or box breath um so the the first couple of sessions I thought what the hell is she on about with you know grounding with the earth and you know listening (laughs) to your body and your breath I thought this what the hell um but I pushed through I always give something a try 
most things <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, before I knew it I was doing it two to three times a week and I could start feeling a difference and then once I mm-hmm. moved house um, this lady did like a 30-day yoga program throughout January all for free mm-hmm. um, and I, uh-huh. I did this program every single day in January and if there was a day that I'd felt particularly stressed or anxious I do feel now that if I if I haven't done yoga for a day or two I can feel it now it's really weird so I'd highly recommend it for for people with a, an overly active mind like mine just to help you settle um I call it getting in my head I get in my head so much that's a really good I like that analogy of getting into your yeah head. and uh, people have said this to me before they go she's in a, you're in your head Lee you know you've got to try and get, get out, and, out. And, and I have to but I have to find that way of getting myself out of my head and whatever thought I can't get out of my head so yoga is a good mm-hmm. way of doing that because when you control your breathing you know it does relax you a little bit and then the only way I can describe it is that the mist clears a little bit and you can see a bit more clearly and you're like oh okay what I was worrying about isn't the big problem that I originally thought it was going to be um and that's and that's me I've, I've always been that way to I, I'm, I feel like I am quite a positive person, but I think by sometimes thinking of the worst case scenario, I've kind of set myself up to say, if that happens, I know that's going to happen now. Um, and that's my way of getting yeah. through feeling anxious. And it might sound a bit weird. I don't know. No, it's, it's how, how we all cope and what we we train ourselves for, isn't it? And I think we, when I think about like worst case scenario, I try and talk myself around and I think, is nothing I'm going to do right now is going to train me and prepare me for that and I always used to think when I was younger about like relatives dying or it's quite extreme example I guess but I would be thinking but I think well I could worry about it now but when I get to the point it's not going to help me get through it so that's the way I kind of work it through yeah we all have our own ways absolutely I when I used to feel anxious you know fairly often and, and and quite a high amount of anxiety it would it would be you know little things like I would I would leave the flat when I lived in the flat at the time and halfway to my journey to work I'd think oh I've left my iPhone plug on and for most people you know they would go oh doesn't matter it's just a it's just a sweeping thought whereas for me at that time I thought oh my god what if then it sparks and sets my flat on fire my cat marmalade will die in the fire and all of a sudden my mind would start running away with me and no matter what I did I just couldn't get the thought out of my head and there have been times where I've turned back around to go and switch a switch off but then the relief that I then feel but that's when I mm-hmm. thought you know what I need to start doing something to to help me and this was pre-covid this this sort of thing used to happen yeah. but I definitely think how whatever's happening around you can really spark off yeah. th- those sorts of thoughts or, or worries for you and for everybody at the minute it's covid and the lockdown so I've seen so many people who are you know be more open about what they're suffering with in terms of anxieties and worries or feeling down and I think it's really important to talk about it um mm. talking therapy I think helps definitely um but it just shows that everybody's yeah. feeling the same and even if you're not yeah. feeling the same as someone it doesn't matter you know your thoughts and feelings are your yeah. own aren't they and I, I think we can all go down a path, can't we, where we, we, we look at what our friends are doing and where they're at in their lives. Have, have you ever done anything yeah, like that? that? Used, uh, to be honest, that used to really get me down. Like, you know, I would compare myself to where other people are at in their lives in comparison to where I'm at with mine. So, for example, a lot of a lot of my friends my age are, are married and settled down, having 
babies you know or have had babies and mm-hmm. I'm not at that stage yet you know I'm, I'm not married I'm nowhere near that I've just got into a new relationship so um and you know a couple of years ago I would have been really you know I would have got frustrated it is it, honest yeah. honestly how I'd feel I'd feel frustrated that I wasn't at that place um but yeah I've really let go of all of that now and I thought actually you know that's that's not what I've what I want right now I want that in the future but it doesn't consume me like it used to I think you feel like you have to keep up with where other people are at and it's really not the case you know we're equally successful with you know for women if you've had a baby you're successful if you don't have babies you're equally successful whatever you want to do um and just don't let you know don't feel any under any pressure to do what other people are doing um yeah and we get that as society don't we we get by this age you should have done this by that age and we we naturally do look to our friends to compare and there's like you said it's something we have to yeah definitely like some people might you know and I think to myself some people might look at me and go oh you know she's got her own house I'd never be able to do that or I should be at that point by now and it's like well no it's take you know where I'm at now is where I'm at that's my journey everybody's journeys are different Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter where you're at you know nobody has to do everything in the same way there's no set way of doing things and when um or how um everybody's lives is their own and and so you know I've got friends who you know as soon as they got married the the first question people ask is oh so when you can have a baby and some friends are like, yeah. when I bloody want to, you know, not because I'm yeah. married. It doesn't mean to say I need to then have children. I, could, I might not want to and, and things like that. So that's, you know, I've really let go of that a few years ago. I feel like I've really matured that way um, and not let that get me down where I'm really happy with where I'm at. And I think you have to get to a place where you're happy and content with yourself, um, which I am now. Yeah. Um, really happy. I get my days mm. where I'm not, but mm. other days where I'm like, Do you know what? I've done really well. And it's because I've worked hard yeah. and, you know, like really worked hard and reaping the benefits. Yeah, I agree. I think that we're, every, I've not spoken to anyone that's sort of said, Oh, do you know what? I'm having a brilliant time right now. It's all amazing. It's fantastic. I think, yeah, we're all in on that spectrum, aren't we, of dealing with it? And like you said before, everybody's got a different experience and I think you're right people are opening up and in some ways before this period people have seen that as being really vulnerable and probably would have closed down or got angry or but because other everyone's talking and I think that's one of the one of the positives that maybe will come from this time is that people are more open about how they're feeling and what they're experiencing yeah one thing I've definitely learned for myself in the last year with with lockdown is to not judge what other people are feeling because I think it's really easy to do that you know how I would react to a scenario say pre-covid compared to somebody else I I can guarantee there's so many people who listen to this and will see a friend or family member react to something and they'll go oh why are they Mm -hmm. you know they're making a right mountain out of a molehill or why are they reacting like that like that you're overreacting um you know I don't do that anymore. If somebody, you know, even though I might have a fleeting thought to go, oh, you know, they might be overreacting a little bit. It really is a fleeting thought in my head now because I think, do you know what, that problem or that worry that you've got is your own. And I have no right to say how you should or shouldn't feel about it. Um, And I've kind of adapted that to myself. You know, I I own my feelings. I'm like, this is the way I feel about something right now. And I'm going to tell you about it, whether you think it's silly or not. Um, And I think that's really important. Um, to not judge everybody's dealing with COVID and the lockdown in millions of different ways because everyone's circumstances are different. Um, You know, you've got 
two ends of the spectrum you've got people who are you know still have a fairly normal life and and other people who you know their lives have been absolutely smashed to smithereens so you just you Mm. just cannot judge and we know people from every end of that spectrum don't we we've all got friends family and that are on on that spectrum somewhere and I think that we we get into the danger of we say we we sometimes judge how someone's feeling and then we also judge on the positive side when we see some images on social media of like somebody's in the bikini doing their yoga in the garden or they're they're looking absolutely perfect with the cocktails or whatever it is we have to remember that's not real either because we can judge the positive side we're like how dare they be living like that? yeah exactly like you know covid has brought a lot of doom and gloom to people but i think there's also some really good success stories out of covid as well in in certain ways some people might think well i can't think of many um but but they are there if you look for them yeah in between yeah and they don't have to be huge success stories about wealth or you know anything like that it's individual people's successes of how they've got through or what they've learned to do through covid i've seen so many people who have been furloughed from their current job you know like within the airline who are now off doing things they never thought they would end up doing and the perspective that they have on what they can achieve is completely altered so that to me is huge success absolutely yeah and one of my friends actually um, said just a couple of days ago that she it's given her a real confidence boost because she's been pushed out of her comfort zone to do something completely different because she's had to um, but it's given her a real boost in like you said her self-esteem and thinking do you know what I'm not just that person that I thought I was for years because yeah. it's she's been pushed out yeah. of it well when we talk about um, people changing their lives and having successes in Covid I mean we've got your own success story here you've mentioned it briefly but you you moved in the middle of the pandemic what month did you move in were you saying yeah it was... I got my keys to where I am now on the 14th of December just before Christmas so <laughs> you don't do it take anything by half nah. do you like, full on. <laughs> it was it was crazy um I had every intention to get in before Christmas, but as the time drew nearer, you know, the negative thoughts came in saying, no, it's not going to happen till the new year and, and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, when I got the keys on the 14th, the relief I felt, and I didn't actually, it didn't sink in for me that I'd got, I'd finally got the house I'd been, you know, working so hard to get till about a week in. And I think I sat there on the sofa and I looked around and I was like, oh, my God, I'm here. Um, but yeah, the beginning of co- just before the beginning of COVID, I was looking to sell my flat, um, you know, literally just, you know, getting the ball rolling with putting it up on mm-hmm. the market to then now I'm actually in this house. And I never thought in a million years with everything that was going on that it was going to happen. You know, beginning of the year, I was had all the uncertainty of am I in a job? Am I not? Am I furloughed? Because like hell, was I going to get a mortgage or or, mm. what, or what have you um, when I was house hunting, if I was on furlough? And I know a lot of people who are in that situation and it's, and it's horrendous for those who are planning to move home. So I feel very grateful that I've still been able to do it. Um, but yeah, complete 360. Absolutely. When we think about every aspect of life, we've talked about work and we've touched on you moving into your, your dream place that you've been waiting to move into. But then Along comes Michael. <laughs> and <laughs> so, I mean, there's, I mean, I put a, a, a strict, I did a, a dating strike during COVID, <laughs> the COVID pandemic. I'm, I'm hearing your story, I'm beginning to think I wasted my time with that strike. I should have been out there. So <laughs> how long were you single before you started to go on to the, 
to dating or to looking for someone to date? So in all honesty, the beginning of lockdown, I, I was in a relationship with somebody and the lockdown, it wasn't totally to do with the lockdown while that relationship ended. It was quite a very toxic relationship, actually, um, that mm-hmm. I managed to get myself out of. And I, when I think about it now, I think it was the cause of a lot of my anxiety. Um, and I still have remnants of that, which is fine. We all do. We've all had horror stories of relationships, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. we... I think you're right in what you're saying before when it's like when you said about it's the surroundings that yeah. we are in very often affect how we feel and it's a bit like a a plant being in the right soil isn't it and if you haven't got the right soil and the right support then we're not going to yeah, flourish. Yeah that's it and, I, and I'm a firm believer of, of like, I like to think about energy like if you get rid of something that's bad then that will bring like the, you won't feel as bad anymore and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that relationship ended I was still cracking on with my flat sale and and looking to move house and Michael came along because he was actually the mortgage advisor for for me to help me get my house <laughs> wow so it wasn't like you had to even go look he came to you yeah honestly that, that it's so true what they say because I think we've all been there when we've had a breakup it's like you feel like it's the end of the world at that at that time and you're like oh I'm never going to meet anybody again or and you know during lockdown I did think what is the point of me even attempting to download a dating app and I didn't feel ready anyway for a little while I needed mm-hmm. my time and I think we all need that healing yeah, process course. and the time to, to do what you want to do and my whole focus was house 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 that was what I focused all my energy yeah. and, and and time on um so yeah he just kind of came out of the blue in a way and you know we spoke probably on a weekly basis in the lead up to me buying my house because he was helping me with lenders and and things like that mm-hmm. um and we just clicked you just have a click on the phone we just clicked on the phone we'd never met in person we'd only it's a bit like blind date it then, actually it? was like still around the corner waiting <laughs> you know <laughs> but it was literally conversing through email on the phone you know banter on the phone constantly and I thought typical salesman you know um so you didn't at the start of it you didn't have any sort of inkling that it could lead to something else or did you just have a, did you have any flutterings or anything like that I would find that after a phone call it would linger I'd think about the phone call a little bit or like the phone call would have gone yeah. on longer than what we needed to talk about because we'd end up talking about more personal things or and so it's not common is it with a financial mm-hmm. Advisor, no, no. And then as time went on and the mortgage got tied up and everything like that, we said, we, you know, cut a long story short, we basically said, should we meet for a drink? And I said, look, you've helped me so much with, you know, helping me get my house. I'd love to buy you a drink to say thank you. Because obviously we'd both had a cheeky little Facebook stalk to see what each other would look like. <laughs> you know, it just... We, uh, what was that feeling though when you clicked onto his profile? Were you nervous thinking... What if he doesn't look like... Because you build up an yeah. image in your head, don't you? I thought you? to myself, am I being a, like, a bit of a stalker here? Am I being a weirdo? And I thought, absolutely not. I bet you, I <laughs> bet you he's it. done the same thing. And he actually had. He did tell me. I was like, <laughs> knew it. Um, but when I saw his picture, I thought, oh, he looks. He just looked lovely. And, um, you know, the vibe that I'd got throughout all of our phone calls and just the time we'd known each other and spoken to each other virtually. Yeah. You know, when it got to the day of event this was before this lockdown it was like october time we were like right let's go for this drink you got the timing quite right honestly you couldn't have timed it better and i I firmly believe what is meant for you won't pass by you that i love that phrase everything just seemed to slot into place which 
um, you know, I hope people find some positivity out of this, that things can make a big turnaround even in doom and gloom. Well, I'm taking something from it. I'm just, I'm going to start phoning a mortgage advisor tomorrow. <laughs> I'll give you their number. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you, the day came and how did you feel on the day? Oh, I was nervous as hell. I was so nervous, really flustered. And, you know, I, because we, we'd have swapped numbers by that point, And I said, look, this is the mm-hmm. car park I'm going to park in because he came to, to me to my area very gentleman like and said and I said look this is where I'm parking this is probably the best car park to go to but then when I thought about it I thought I'm gonna bump into him in this bleeding car park now yeah um, it's gonna happen which before. I did because I drove in and I saw a car and I saw a dark-haired guy in the car and I thought that's him that's definitely him getting out the car just pretending I hadn't seen anything like la 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 <laughs> cool as a cucumber yep, I cannot see you <laughs> and um yeah went and got my coat from from the boot of the car and then before I knew it I heard someone go oi Leanne like that and I was like oh my god and I turned around and it was Michael oh, me <laughs> and you know he's going to absolutely have a huge head when he when he listens back to this because he has told me he's going to listen but took one look at him and I thought oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean what a feeling to have though after because it, it could have gone it could have gone wrong couldn't it well not wrong but it could have gone the opposite direction where you you spent a lot of the time investing chatting to someone and then you see them in reality and you think oh how am I going to get out of this and we've, we've probably all been there in that yeah, situation at some and point and you know I have done dating apps I have done online dating and it is like that where you invest a bit of time into somebody when you feel like you're clicking and then you meet in person and the spark isn't there or they don't look anything mm. like what you thought they were going to or <laughs> yeah no or com- catfish completely and, and we did joke yeah. saying we thought we were going to catfish each other or something ridiculous but um so it sounds like you got a bit like you said you got good banter and you you knew that you were going to have a good time regardless yeah. of what you looked like more and or less. we chatted away from the mortgage side once that was tied up for a little while so it wasn't immediate like my mortgage is done let's go for a drink it was you know we'd had that time and that invested time to talk to each other um yeah which was great and yeah date one was you know drinks that ended at 10 o'clock which was a bit weird oh yeah the curfew, yeah, the was, curfew in, was in place then so but it, it, it was just how it was on the phone just constant talking albeit we were both really nervous because we were looking at each other for the first time it was really weird and since that weekend we've basically seen each other every weekend since so yeah that's quite good going isn't it because obviously then restrictions came in and then you had to make a decision about quite probably quite quickly as as to how things would progress I guess yeah I think we probably had about two or three about three dates where we actually went and did something before the lockdown came Mm -hmm. in again so we we had managed to do a drive-through cinema that was a date and god i've completely forgotten he's going to kill me um (laughs) we went for dinner we went for dinner yeah absolutely we went for dinner so it was only three dates in really early on and then lockdown hit and we thought well how the hell are we going to see each other we can only meet somebody outside so a lot of the time we've spent building our relationship has been on walks we went on a lot of walking dates so anybody who's in a new relationship now or looking to date I think it's the perfect way to get to know somebody is to just walk and talk because there's nothing Mm -hmm. else to do so you get to know somebody in every single way that way you know you have no option but to talk you know you're not sat you know you know getting you know having a few drinks and being a bit filled up with a a couple of drinks down you or anything like that so it was 
you know, the way it's worked out, it's been perfect actually in terms of how we've got think, to know each other. Yeah, thinking about it. Yeah, thinking about it. It's quite raw, isn't it? Like you say, it's just the two of yeah. you in, in the outdoors and there's nothing else to distract. Yeah, or... completely stripped back. Yeah, and because we're going on walks, it was, you know, November. And, you know, so how can you look a bit glam when you're windswept and oh, caught yeah, in the so rain? Just and sort of like hustle the skirt down a Honestly, little bit. you know, big woolly hat on with a bubble hat. And, you know, so I wasn't looking the absolute glamorous best as I do now, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, you wait till he sees you on the town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, when you're completely stripped back like that, you can get to know someone really, really well, um, which we have. And, and it was... So that was the date walk dates. Yeah, walking dates. Yeah, date walk, and we'd find new places to go and walk in the area because uh, where I live, there's actually quite a few, a lot of places to to walk that which are really pretty. Mm-hmm. And we'd grab a coffee on the way, or fill up a thermos flask and bring it with us. And yeah, walk, talk, coffee, and that was it basically. Get to know each yeah. other. Yeah, and then because at that point I wasn't living anywhere as well. I was living with friends, and I was in that bubble. Yeah. Um. So. You know, I was quite excited to get my place to then, you know, but, but then lockdown happened. But he's in a single household, so we've been able to bubble up and, and things. So I've been really lucky to not be completely alone during lockdown, living on my yeah. own. I wasn't completely alone anyway. I've got a cat, crazy cat lady. Um, but but... <laughs> Not anymore. Now you've got a man. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The cat's gone down the pecking order. But it was just completely unexpected. You just, you just at that time, I thought you know what the hell was going on like I just didn't think this would ever happen in a million years and I think that's always the best is expect the unexpected because things can just come along I and like just that. knock you off your feet completely whether that be a new relationship or you know a cheeky win on a scratch card or something just some mm. the unexpected can always happen like I would never have expected the beginning of last year to then be in a new home and have a new relationship and be feeling where I'm and feeling and being happy and where I am now so I feel super grateful really really grateful yeah th- full 360 isn't it in every aspect of your life yeah. but yeah it's I like that though because I think so many times people do say when you chase after it it's never going to no. happen if you just relax and allow then that's when it comes to yeah. you yeah and, and like I said earlier I, I'm a strong believer of what's meant for you won't pass by you you know and very much everything happens for a reason definitely you might not know the reason mm-hmm. at the time but it becomes apparent later on and you yeah, know for a lot of people they might not feel that way you know but I, I like to I like to have those sorts of those sorts of thoughts because I think they're good things to hang on to it just yeah. gives you a sense there's something greater at play, yeah I think so I think so um but I also feel what you put in is what you get out as well and I feel like mm-hmm. I really have to at times push myself to remain positive even in crazy situations um, and sometimes I think that helps positive things happen to you. Well, again, it's about the environment you put yourself in, isn't it? And like you, when you talk about energy, I'm I, I'm a great believer in that as well because there is positive and negative energy that we can see in terms of like even something like electricity. So yeah. it's got to be that kind of vibe around us. And I think that if you put positive things out there, positive things do come back. And you you just mentioned there um, keeping yourself positive and it's, it is it is hard work, isn't it? And I, I talked about that on a podcast a couple of weeks ago because some people just think that it's natural, that it just happens, that you can be positive all the time or that you're always happy. But a lot of the time, I, I truly believe it's a choice and you have to, I mean, I'm not saying in every circumstance, but for a lot of 
the time. I think I believe it's a a choice you make, and you do everything you can to put that choice and and have it there for you. And I think it, sometimes we just have to work on ourselves, don't we? It's our responsibility at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I've always thought I, I, and like to think that I've been quite a positive person, see the good in everything where I can. But there are times where it's testing. It's really testing, particularly mm. what we've been going through the past year. There have been days where I have not wanted to get out of bed and haven't or you know have had a day where I have just felt so low and lethargic and tearful um and just feeling like in complete despair about what's going on Mm -hmm. and then you know and I have that time and I think it's important to have that time feel what you want to feel but as long as you've got a way to get yourself out of it then you know find ways yeah you know I found yoga I've I put my head into work um a lot of people think I'm a bit of an, uh, a workaholic. I nearly said alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> maybe both. <laughs> um, people think I'm a bit of a workaholic, and maybe I am, but it's that's my mechanism to cope. It's my escape, mm-hmm. and I think everybody has works. to find that. Just has to find that I one mean, thing. Give it a go. I mean, your yoga story was a perfect example. You might have thought, oh, do you know what? This isn't really going to work for me. But then you said you, you miss it when you don't do it now. So it's something, it's it's just giving something a go that you probably might not have thought of, done e- of doing either. Yeah, if COVID or lockdowns hadn't have happened, I wouldn't have ever tried yoga, probably. Um, and that's what I mean by the situation we've been put in has forced people into different directions. Some have been mm-hmm. forced, unfortunately, into you know directions that they never wanted to go down. Um, but that's the great thing is that that will change eventually. Some everything has to change. Nothing can remain the same. Um, and then other people no. have been put into directions where where they've ended up. They've gone. Oh my god! I never thought I would have been here, but I'm so grateful that I am. Um, yeah. So I've and sometimes that can take a long time to see that point. Yeah. And for me, you know. I, I am a bit of a, a not a control freak but I like to be in control we all do we all we're, it's just human nature isn't it where we like to be in control of our lives and we don't like uncertainty or something else you know impacting our lives or what we mm-hmm. can and can't do um, but I've really had to learn to let go and you know let go of that control and take each day as it comes literally mm-hmm. um I used to be such a planner forward planning everything and how I wanted things to be when what what time and but now I'm like you know if plans change okay I can deal with that now but it's it's taken a while to get there definitely yeah there's no point making plans it's just like put it in pencil no. in your diary yeah or... and but then also it's equally good to make plans because mm-hmm. you know it's always good to have something to look forward to but having that sort of mechanism to say if that plan changes it's not going to impact me Mm -hmm. because I can deal with that change um you know some you know there's a lot of people you know I've been in places and and had times where I've not been able to do that um and been completely affected by change that's happened in my life and we all are but finding a different angle of going somewhere with it or I just I just put the thought in my head this is meant to happen to me at the minute um, and a lot of people right might now, not think that, you know, um, they might think, well, why is this happening to me? A lot of people have had situations like that where awful things have happened that shouldn't, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah. But, you know, find uh, my advice is just to find something for you to help you get through, whether no matter how little it is and give yourself little successes um, and little goals. Mm-hmm. I really help that finds 
give you give yourself your own direction is what I'm trying yeah. to say I think you're the master then aren't you yeah even though the, the world around me is in absolute chaos it doesn't mean to say where I am has to be because mm-hmm. I can control that I can control my mind if I want to yeah. to not feel chaotic that, you know and it like I said before it's our responsibility isn't it no one else is going to come in and sweep and, and do it for us unfortunately not so back to Michael we better get back to Michael we went (laughs) we've left him behind there so you talked we've talked about you decided to bubble up and um because he's from a single household you are there's no rules being broken or anything like that um but if you so where where you're at now how's the bubble going what's how's it how are you doing date nights now yeah so date nights now revolve a lot around food (laughs) and and drink we spent New Year together, which was lovely. So we thought, well, how are we going to do that? So, uh, you know, we got dressed up for the night. You know, I put a nice dress on, got glammed up, you know, made myself look a bit different to the windy walks that he was used to seeing me on, you know. Um, and it revolved around that. And we've actually built a little list on Netflix of things to watch and films to watch because, um, you know, there's plenty of films that I've not got into. Like we're watching them all the Marvel films at the moment. So we've decided to go through those one by one in the order you're meant to watch them he's already geared up star wars for me because i'm afraid to say i've never watched any star wars films so me he's neither. there rubbing his hands together like right can't wait to get star <laughs> wars on for you and i'm like oh great yeah I keep putting it so off. yeah we just plan little <laughs> things that we can do within our remit it's like yeah. right let's start this series or what should we make for dinner so i do one of those boxes that come either weekly or monthly um and you know so that's been another thing of mine is to find things to cook because i've not i'm not the best chef so this helps me just you know cook different things um so yeah we do we've been cooking together um going on more walks together and obviously now that i'm in the new house that was a big that was a big bit of excitement to see the new house that he'd helped me get by helping me with my mortgage you know Um, yeah he's part he's been playing an instrumental role in you having that change in your life absolutely huge like I, i literally couldn't have done it without him and that's why i was so thankful for what he did for me and mm-hmm. what you know it was an intention of a thank you so much gesture and drink has now turned into this really lovely relationship which you know i think has a lot of potential oh that's ex- it's so exciting yeah. do you know what because if anyone's listening or i'm here sat with you and it, you sometimes do lose, especially in the, the last year if you put dating on hold or you think oh do you know what it's never going to happen for me and it, I, I think that you you've given hope to to me and to other people thinking do you know what this ease off and stop putting pressure on yourself a to go out there and find someone and b just relax about it because it will happen. It really will. Like always expect the unexpected. It will hap- It will happen when you least expect it. And you're not going to be alone. Like there, there is the perfect person for everybody, I believe. And it might not be happening now, but maybe it's because it's not meant to happen now. You're meant to meet, you know, maybe you'll catch someone's eyes beneath the mask and, you know... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm just trying to be yeah. all fancy pants here. But it, it, honestly, like, I, I've learned to just expect the unexpected and just, you know, let go of, you know, try and let go of that bit of control that we all want. And, you know, just yeah. like you said in your podcast a few weeks ago, have hope, you yeah. know, really do hold on to some sort of hope because, you know, things like this, will it will not last forever where we're at with the lockdown and COVID. It can't no. do. It can't do. Things it always to, have to change and evolve. 
yeah so and yeah so there's definitely hope for love and and dating and things yeah. even in a lockdown and even if it means it's your, your pen pals for a while because you can't see each other I mean what a perfect way to get to know somebody rather than just yeah. that you know that spark or that feeling you might get in person or because you you've both made it mm. you made yourselves look amazing for your first date or whatever it's just pure pure strip back who you are this is what I am and go from there I think it that I think that it's gonna take in some ways I'm hopeful I'm not talking about myself personally but I think it might take away that you know where things move at 100 miles an hour you meet someone yeah. you maybe go on a date you you've met on tinder you're out having a few drinks and then the next morning you wake up in the same bed together yeah which it, that takes away or and all of the nice stuff that you've done with the walking and the actual dating and getting to know yeah someone. definitely I think you know I think we've all been there where we've had instant sparks with somebody and it's been like a complete flash in the pan and that's exactly what it is whereas sometimes I think if you start off with a bit of a slow burner which you know for me and Michael once we met it didn't feel that way but the lead up to that was a very slow burner we'd been talking near enough mm -hmm. about eight nine months where that's how long that's wow. how long the process was taken with the house hence why I was so stressed with the whole thing I thought you meant with the process of getting to no <laughs> no not at all but the fact that we'd been speaking for that long that whole time and the whole time we never thought in a million years that we would end up where we are now which just mm -hmm. goes to show you know expect the unexpected you just don't know what can happen we will never know um yeah. and just roll with it and embrace yeah. it where you can even the little things like you know that's a, a huge life change for me but even the little things go for it and definitely um talking of rolling with it we're rolling into valentine's weekend yeah. and have you planned anything for a lockdown in valentine's yeah we have so it feels like forever since i celebrated valentine's day with somebody um <laughs> and it was actually michael who said so what should we do for valentine's day i was like oh you're getting some brownie points here my dear um you know thinking of <laughs> valentine's day so I said to him, you know, we're obviously really restricted in what we can do. So probably going to come to mind. I said, let's dress up like we did for New Year. Glam up, you know, let's pretend we were going to go for dinner somewhere. And I said, mm -hmm. if we were to have gone for dinner somewhere, where would we go? And we're still thinking about that, about where would we have picked to go to eat? for a dinner and some drinks and try and replicate that by going and buying yeah. the food and, and making like it ourselves because we've got this little routine now where we like cooking together so and I said and why don't we buy the food like you know let's treat ourselves a little bit maybe we go to M&S instead of Audi <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, nothing wrong with Audi I've got out. my Audi is, is is amazing um but treat you know let's treat ourselves and yeah. For Valentine's yeah. Day, they sometimes do those offers, don't they? Where you get the complete package. Yeah, like the dining for two or something like that, or yeah. what have you, and and have a nice pudding, treat yourself. Um, mm. I think so that's important that's to have little then. vices now and then to to keep yourselves going. I know so many people have been like, oh, I'm buying chocolates and things like that, and I'm like, bloody do it, you know, um, treat yourself. Yeah, you've got to. Yeah, especially in these times. But no, so that's what we're gonna do for for Valentine's is replicate. Uh, somewhere that we would have had for dinner or think about you know our favorite food and oh, make you've got that. to go in you've got to have the music in the background that would be there yeah. the cat the atmosphere you've got to go for the whole thing have a theme. yeah dress up glam up a little bit even though it might be for whilst we're eating dinner and then I'll go I'm gonna go put my onesie on now you know <laughs> <laughs> you create the illusion for a yeah, little while I'm sure it'll be happy yeah exactly that. and you know we'll put something on the telly or you know we did something similar for new year and played games and and stuff like that so um oh actually what i have done is uh, i can't believe i forgot about this is um 
there's a like a local company in my area that do um, cocktails to your doorstep and so ah. I've ordered that um, I go and pick up the kit and we can make the cocktails ourselves at, at home so we're going to do that oh as well. I like the idea yeah of that. it's really good I saw it on a on Instagram and I think a lot of people are supporting local businesses right now um, and I wanted to play my part and do the same mm-hmm. um, so yeah I've ordered a, a cocktail making kit it's called a Parisian kiss it's called um, oh, and it's, very romantic yeah, it's like Prosecco gin and raspberry liqueur or something and I was like oh yes please you might not remember dinner after that maybe (laughs) not we're back to what we're saying about the covid thing and people being adaptable and I I love that people are supporting local business and and you know what I love to see all these different businesses are um going out and doing different things to sort of fit with what we need and to make themselves tick over during the time and some people have been really inventive with that. yeah exactly you know I I think it's so inspirational to see businesses particularly in you know the you know the hospitality industry who have had Mm. to completely shut down but they're finding different ways to still get custom and to give people like you know their their favorite things like even if it's for takeaway or this company I'm talking about that making cocktail making kits that they can either deliver to your door or you can go and pick up um you know the the local area I've just moved to there's there's um, a fish and chip van and he will put on Facebook that he's on this particular street come and you know get some fish and chips and it's in like a little van it's that he's got and or like a, a coffee someone who makes coffee for a living and 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 it's a barista they they've got a van that will that will come along and you know use the power of social media mm. to say where they are and, and and stuff like that and I think it's amazing that that you know people get together and support these local businesses I think it's really really important because the, the big boys will still be there at the end won't they? the yeah. big businesses the big chains and things like yeah. that but yeah I, I, and I think it and us sitting at home it's exactly the kind of things that we want isn't it we want to replicate those experiences that we have when we go out and about yeah because and... I think that's what people are missing the most is obviously the social side you know I'm definitely a you know, I miss being around people, absolutely love being around people. And, you know, that's been hard to adjust, you know, you know, particularly when I think back to adjusting to my way of working now, you know, we used to yeah. sit in a meeting room full of people and bounce ideas off of each other. And, you know, this week for the last two days, we did lots of training together, all virtual, but weirdly we didn't lose out you know because we could see each other all on the screen mm. and you know have adapted to that way of working and um, but yeah. yeah everybody's missing that being able to you know say to a few people Definitely. let's go for dinner and and you know we're we're humans at the end of the day we want to be with people yeah. and everyone's missing their friends and and you know letting loose a little it bit just shows us yeah how important that social connection is and being with people it's so important yeah isn't it? and I think I really you... would have struggled you know if I hadn't have met Michael and I've been so lucky to have had that and yeah I have friends and family that I connect with all the time but Mm -hmm. to physically have someone here you know uh, that really helps with you know your mood and things like that yeah definitely and just having that that connection um so as any any other benefits of lockdown have you noticed anything that's changed in your life in terms of how you're living yeah so um I honestly think I wouldn't have got where I am with with the house that I was able to buy in a weird way without lockdown. I lockdown, you know, everybody's purse strings are tight as anything. You know, we have to, you know, save the pennies because there are many people not working mm-hmm. or on furlough or even for me, I've been, you know, on reduced working. Um, so had a reduction in salaries yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but it's really made me think smarter about money and be more financially aware and actually thinking okay what's a necessity 
to buy and what's a nicety and just being a bit more clever and having the time to look at the bargains or you know shop around a little bit for example up the road from me there's a Sainsbury's and an Audi next door to each other and I kid you not my my little routine is to go into Audi first with my shopping list and get what I can in there and then go to Sainsbury's for anything that I can't find in Audi um to try and save a bit of money so in a way without lockdown I probably wouldn't have been able to save some money because it's forced me to it's forced me to be more clever and more aware financially I think without that I may not have been I may not have been able to save the money that I did to to get my house and you know it wasn't a hell of a lot of money I had to save because I do something called shared ownership which is um you know I, I own part of the house and the other half is is owned by like a housing association I don't know if many people know about that that scheme that that's around but it's a great way of getting your mm-hmm. feet or well for me a few toes on on the property ladder yeah on the... um so yeah that was you know if anybody you know for me I, I like I say I live on my own a mortgage lender would not have given me a mortgage completely for a house because I don't have a huge deposit but yeah. it was my way of you know getting something for me I'll tell you what, if you if you came up north, you'd get a four-bedroom detached yeah. house. But <laughs> Probably. Probably I'm from South, South London originally, and I've moved where I am now, which is Bedfordshire. That's north to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no uh, maybe. North. We'll see. Please. Michael's from Manchester, so <laughs> see how it goes. originally. Oh, yeah. You could end up in my neck of the woods you in the middle know. of the two. <laughs> And what about when we do get released into the, the real world again? Have you got anything planned? Or is there anything that you and Michael have talked about that's one of the first things you want to do in terms of where you want to go to a particular restaurant or where holidays, weekends away or anything like that? Have you been talking about all yeah, that? Yeah, booking a holiday. A, a, a thousand percent booking a holiday <laughs> as soon as I can, honestly. I, I was even looking the other day to book one, but a, a lot of people feel the same. They're a bit wary in case, you know, it gets cancelled and things like that. So I'm just, you know, I'm just waiting a little while longer. Um, but I've said mm. the first thing I'm doing is booking a, a, a holiday. I've already chosen where I want to go. It'll be a Greek island somewhere. I love Greece. Absolutely oh, wow. love Greece. Um, and and yeah booking a holiday is the main one and introducing each other to friends and family like this this is another thing I haven't touched upon yeah we've virtually met parents (laughs) (laughs) did you uh, so that's yeah I never even thought about that so yeah so the virtual introductions how did they go yeah it was really weird and and they happened accidentally because we were there together and my my family I've got family up in Doncaster and I've got family in the local area so my family in Doncaster my dad and my stepmom they um uh, facetimed me and I said oh, I'm going to answer answer them and, and have a chat and I'm like oh I've got someone here if you want to say hi and um you know he was like oh hello and it was just it was really weird because that is not how you introduce like you know your new partner or whoever no. to, to your family but it's a good introduction you get a good feel for what they're like and um and likewise you know he, he um speaks to his mum and his sister very, like very often um and, and they had a video call and they saw he wasn't in his own place and they were like I could hear them going, are you at Lee's? Are you at Lee's house? And he was like, you know, trying to be co- quite coy and was like, yes, yeah. I am. And I was like, in the background, hello. <laughs> yeah, the I was. Camera. You know what I'm like? I was just like, hi, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that, that's been weird. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be fun to finally meet friends and family, like physically. And, and go, yeah. this is who's coming to my life and vice versa. So... Yeah. yeah and might not be lovely to sort of share that and I'm sure your friends his friends will be 
really excited to have time together and get to know yeah. like a, a group of people. Yeah. We did do a Zoom call with a, 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 my, a, some of my circle of friends and we did like a, a murder mystery online Zoom call. Oh, yeah. I've it was really them, yeah. cool. So that was a nice introduction and like just playing a few games and because obviously they'd heard all about him and were like, we want to meet Michael now. Um, and I'm like, well, I'll get him on the Zoom call that we've arranged. And um, and yeah, he was up for it, luckily. So, um, yeah, and it, was, and it didn't, it felt completely normal in terms of how they interacted all together and not in terms of not being physically together you know what I mean but yeah yeah but yeah definitely so that's quite exciting you've got that to look forward to a holiday to look forward to and yeah I think we're all just itching to get on a sun lounger somewhere aren't we? Oh, <laughs> just, just to escape honestly I feel I just you know I want to get a tan I feel so pale like, I'm like oh my god this is my real skin color now <laughs> <laughs> it's all stripped yeah back. I think someone said to me the other day they're like oh you look a bit pale and I was like blimey I need to get the bronzer out love you know yeah get it on. <laughs> lather it on <laughs> yeah exciting times ahead and I think what an incredible year that you've had and I think that it's it's really lovely to hear such a positive story I mean and it, like you said at the start of it it didn't start at a positive space when you were and the breakdown of a relationship, moving house, having to reapply for different roles, getting your job in line, and then everything just sort of planned out throughout a year that really, if, you, if you'd if you have looked at it on paper, you'd have thought this is going to just get worse, not get better. So it is a really lovely, positive story to hear. Yeah, I feel like I've been one of those, um, I can't remember the actual name of those toys, but you know, the toys that toddlers have had, and we've seen them in old school videos where they punch them and then they like spring back up again I feel like one of them what are they yeah. weeble wobble is that what they're called I have no yeah, idea wibble... don't describe yourself <laughs> after but that's how I felt I feel like I've had you know been knocked down and then got back up again and knocked down again and knocked back up again and and stuff like that but the, the the moral for that for me is is that I've always got back up again and people do you've always got that power to get back up off the floor yeah. whether that be through the support of friends and family or your own mental willpower um, and, and stuff like that but it just goes to show that no matter what can be thrown at you you can knock it back and, and something positive will come mm-hmm. out of it Um you know, I think a lot of, you know, I could, I could have gone one way or the other. I could have gone on the floor and gone, I'm not getting back up again. But I was mm-hmm. like, do you know what? No, I'm not going to let this affect me and and what I want in life. Um, and just gone for it. Um, and here you are now. Yeah, here I am now. Living proof of it. Uh, yeah. And, and I hope for a lot of people, they, they listen to this and, and get some sort of inspiration and, and think actually, yeah, if, if, things can happen mm-hmm. and I can get myself out of these dark holes if ever I'm in one you, it, it can happen because there have yeah. been places last There's... year you know where I thought I just felt so awful um and I know I've not gone into great detail about it and but it, it was you know there were some times last year where I just felt absolutely horrendous and couldn't see the wood through the trees at all mm-hmm. um but, you know, I had great support network from friends and family and just my own sort of willpower of not letting anybody get you down, um, mostly. Yeah, and it takes strength, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It takes a lot of strength. And strength strength gets built over time. Yeah, so if you get knocked back down, like the first time you get knocked down and you've got to get back up is the hardest, I think. But when you've mm-hmm. done it a couple of times, you find your ways of getting back up even quicker. Um, yeah. That's Yeah, so the first knock will always feel the worst. I think it's building that resilience. Yeah. And building resilience is tough. It's really tough, but it Mm -hmm. can be done. Yeah. And we have to allow ourselves to, to feel that toughness and feel the pain because we're human, aren't we? At the end of the day. And that is part of it, unfortunately. Yeah. 
but like you say, the the bounce back and getting to where you are now is proof that it does happen and in an incredible way. Yeah, and I think bouncing back and you you've you, like we said, you're living proof of that and incredible story over the last year and it's only going to get better because there's going to be more to come and it'll be, we'll have to check in and find out more maybe i should get michael here to hear his side oh of the my story god as well i'm gonna point, suggest you, that you, to him <laughs> <laughs> if he's brave enough um thank you liam for sharing your story but before you step away from the table i've got a few questions for you the quick fire questions that i ask everyone that joins me at the okay. table so if you were sat at the table with me right now, what would you be drinking? Um, I think a lot of people would expect me to say Prosecco, but I have a favourite cocktail called a Mary Pickford. And what's in a Mary Pickford then? It has in there pineapple juice, uh, rum and like a maraschino liqueur type thing. It's like a really, really old school cocktail. Um, Google it and give it a try. It yeah, is, I will. It honestly doesn't last long. <laughs> It sounds very tropical with the pineapple it is, and the rum. and it is. I am quite a tropical lady, I like to think, so. <laughs> oh, I'll give that one a try. So, if dead or alive then, pick three people you would dream of having a conversation with around the table. Oh, gosh. Do you know what? I feel quite sentimental with this one. Um, if two of these people, who they have actually passed away, but it'd be um, my grandparents, actually. Um, my granddad and my nan, they, I would love to have them around the table now that I'm older to find out more about mm. how they grew up because this could be another another story for us at some stage but my granddad um and my nan both emigrated from different countries my my granddad's from the caribbean he came from jamaica on the windrush ship which is um quite a famous ship that brought a lot of um, caribbean people over Mm -hmm. to the uk Um, and my nan was from ireland and they lived in a time with pure prejudice you know um so i'd love to know a bit more but you know they died before i could have you know ask them a bit more about it so mm. I'd love to have have them around the table and someone who's alive um I'd actually like to have a conversation with JK Rowling um oh yeah purely because she is somebody who was really down on her luck before she wrote Harry Potter she was at an absolute place of despair and like I said about being knocked back knocked down and getting back up again she would be the perfect person to talk to about how she found that strength to pull herself from this hole and and just start writing and now look at her you know harry potter is huge um and success she's had from that so yeah i'd love to hear her story for sure i remember reading something where where she was writing harry potter and she was in a cafe she couldn't actually afford to buy tea or coffee but she was just sitting there writing away yeah that's right i think it was in edinburgh she she was at the time She'd be interesting to have a chat to, wouldn't she? Yeah. So if you if you're at the dinner party table, what one song would you like to hear on the background music playlist? Oh, I I if I'm having dinner, I'd like a bit of chilled music. So maybe Nora Jones. Um, love her voice. I love that song of hers. I don't know why. I think it's called. Um, I'd like that to be playing. That's quite a nice chilled. Will it be played on Valentine's Ooh, Day? I wonder. On maybe the... <laughs> it might be on my Valentine's playlist already. <laughs> <laughs> What's currently on your table? On my table right now in front of me, so I'm I'm at the table that I work on. So I've yeah. got, I I have got a glass of prosecco on there. Uh, I needed it for Dutch curry. Cheers to that. Um, I've got a pot of Vaseline and and some hand cream. Always got to, you know, look my best. Um, I've got a notepad and my pot of pens. I love a pen. I've got absolutely tons of pens on my desk right now. <laughs> Fetish for and pens. And my coaster is actually of a ginger cat, which is what I've got. I've got a ginger cat, so that's my desk coaster for my cup of tea or 
coffee and or today you've got the perfect Prosecco. setup yeah and what do you find to be the worst table habit i think for me if i was sat at a dinner table with somebody and you know when you know you might top up your wine or your water you offer it to other people yeah. if somebody doesn't offer i think oh you're a bit selfish you you know offer you know pour other people a glass as well <laughs> that's probably mine and chew in with your mouth open. my glass <laughs> well the glasses are full here absolutely so cheers Thank you again, Leanne. Thanks for joining me at the Thank table. Thank you for having Cheers. me. Cheers. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. 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 I really do hope that you enjoyed that conversation. I had a big smile on my face when I was listening back to it. Leanne is always so upbeat and it's really nice to hear a positive story of some of the the challenges that lockdown has brought us all. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to join me at the table and share your story, whatever that may be, then get in touch with me, craig at iamcraigstory.com. You know by now I'm across Facebook, I'm across Instagram, I'm across Twitter, all at I am Craig Story. You won't want to miss the next episode and the best way of doing that is to subscribe on your podcast app of choice. If you listen to me on Apple Podcasts, a review or a rating is always welcome. Just like the review I found last week on Apple Podcasts from a regular diner, exactly the table you'd want to be a guest at. Conversations that are interesting and hold your attention. You've got to the dessert and are still interested and not just thinking about ordering a taxi home. Craig, you'd be welcome guest at any table, any time. You don't want to say that too often because I will take you up on that offer. Thank you for that review. Looking forward to joining you around the table again next week. Until then, keep talking. Bye-bye.